What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actress Rosario Dawson and the movies Barb and Star go to Vistel Del Mar, and I care a lot. But first, let's talk about the career of actress Rosario Dawson. I think Rosario Dawson is one of the most underrated actresses of her generation. She's not quite a leading actress of film, so we don't talk about her when we talk about the best actresses working today. We don't bring her up when we talk about Angelina Jolie, Charlize Theron. She's never mentioned as a movie star, but if you look back at her work, it is so significant, and I think it only continues to get better and better. The first time I noticed Dawson was in Spike Lee's film, He Got Game. I've already talked about in past podcasts how I feel like this is Spike Lee's best movie, and Rosario Dawson is one of the biggest reasons why. She made that role, which is small, feel so big in that movie. She has some great scenes with Ray Allen, especially in those scenes where they go to Coney Island and they go on the Ferris wheel. Watch that movie and see Ray Allen and Rosario Dawson in that movie and you'll know what I'm talking about. And oh, by the way, she holds her own against Denzel Washington who at the time was the biggest movie star on the planet and this was Rosario Dawson's like third or fourth film. I mean, that's impressive that at that age, she could go up against Denzel Washington and look like a very good actress on the rise. A few years after he got game, Dawson reteamed with Spike Lee on the film 25th Hour with Ed Norton and also had a pivotal role in Men in Black 2 with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. And even though that motion picture is not very good, Rosario Dawson is one of the few standouts of that film along with Johnny Knoxville. Something that I find interesting about Dawson's career is that she continues to go back and forth between big time studio fare and smaller movies. She appeared in Sin City with Jessica Alba and Bruce Willis and Unstoppable re-teaming with Denzel Washington and working with Chris Pine. But she also appeared in the independent film A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints where she has some phenomenal scenes with Robert Downey Jr. If you have not seen the film A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, I couldn't recommend that movie anymore. It features a young Channing Tatum, and the scenes between Dawson and Robert Downey Jr. are the best that movie has to offer. In recent years, Dawson has been more well-known for her television work, appearing in all of the Marvel Netflix shows Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and The Defenders as Claire Temple, the unofficial nurse for superheroes. She also voiced Batwoman in the movie The Lego Batman Film with Will Arnett, Michael Sarah, Ray Fiennes, and Zach Galvanakis. And Dawson also gave a really good supporting turn in Zombieland Double Tap and had great chemistry with Woody Harrelson. That's another thing about Dawson. I mean, she goes back and forth between television and film seamlessly. She's not recognized for one thing or the other. We just think of her as an actress, and I find that to be really impressive on her part. And this past year for Rosario Dawson has been massive. She appeared in Season 2 of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus as Jedi Master Ashoka, and is getting her own spin-off series. Which is, again, I think this could be the project that makes Rosario Dawson a household name. I think most people 
people know who Rosario Dawson is, but after the show comes out and millions of people watch it, she is going to become one of the biggest names in television. The Ashoka's TV series on Disney Plus is probably going to be the most widely seen project that Rosario Dawson has ever been a part of. From my point of view, the best performance of Rosario Dawson's career is in the criminally underrated Chris Rock film Top 5. Rock stars and directed in this film. She has unreal chemistry with Chris Rock and this movie is at its best when she's on screen. You watch this movie and wonder why Rosario Dawson is not the biggest movie star on the planet. I mean, movies really didn't do Rosario Dawson justice and now I think that's why she's becoming a big TV star which is what the Ashoka show is going to do for her. I mean, you watch a movie like Top 5 and you're wondering why she's not in bigger movies. That movie should have been seen by way more people. I definitely recommend you check out Top 5. Chris Rock is incredible in this film, but it's really Rosario Dawson who gives the standout performance from that film. One of the more exciting things about the Ashoka TV series, even though she'll be a CGI Jedi Knight, it will be one of the first times Rosario Dawson is given a leading role. Think about all those films I just discussed. She was usually playing a supporting part, whether it was with Denzel in He Got Game, whether it was Robert Downey Jr. in A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black 2, Ed Norton in 25th Hour. Rosario Dawson has never been given the chance to be the lead of a big time project like this. In Unstoppable, she had Denzel again with Chris Pine. She was never the lead of big time movies, and now she's going to be the lead of a big time Star Wars project that millions upon millions of people are going to pay attention to. And if it ends up being half as good as The Mandalorian, it will not only boost her career, but give Dawson the recognition that her career so richly deserves. Here's a list of Rosario Dawson performances I highly recommend. He Got Game, Men in Black 2, 25th Hour, Sin City, A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, Unstoppable, Top 5, The Lego Batman Movie, Zombieland Double Tap, and Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Rosario Dawson is not only one of the best actresses working today, but she is also a star on the rise. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Here's a quick synopsis. After losing their jobs, best friends Barb and Star leave their small town for the first time ever vacationing in Vista Del Mar, Florida and end up experiencing the adventure of a lifetime. This is one of the weirdest comedies to come out in quite a long time and the reactions to this movie seem to be super polarizing. You either love this movie and think it's the funniest thing of all time or you despise it and think it's a total waste of time and that's why I think it's weird that I'm somewhere in the middle of those two things. I really enjoyed the movie but I don't love it but one of the reasons I did really enjoy it is because of Christian Wig. Christian Wig got super famous and successful for playing weird, unusual, awkward characters on SNL. So it's no surprise that this is the kind of movie her and her co-star Annie Mumolo would write. They co-wrote Bridesmaids together as well. For Wig, I would rather her star in irreverent comedies like this than try to be dramatic in Wonder Woman 1984. I mean, she's fine in other dramas like The Martian and Mother, but I probably, like most people, prefer her to be silly on camera. And for as funny as Christian Wig is 
in this movie, it's Jamie Dornan who steals this movie. For most of his career, he's best known for being in dramas like Fifty Shades of Grey, but in this, he is super funny and shows a different side of himself. I still might not think he's a great actor, but even I can admit his career could be more interesting if he continues to star in more comedies. This guy showed a different side of himself in this movie, and that's why acting is so interesting to me, because you can watch a movie like Fifty Shades of Grey and hate a guy like Jamie Dornan, but then you can see him in a comedy like this and go, wow, this guy's incredible in comedy. I also had that experience seeing Dan Stevens in Eurovision with Will Ferrell. Now, I really like Dan Stevens as a dramatic actor, but I had no idea he could be that funny with a guy like Will Ferrell. And the same goes for Dornan, who on screen with Christian Wig not only holds his own, but is even funnier than she is. That's super impressive to say about two guys who are known for being dramatic actors. That Dan Stevens is as funny as Will Ferrell in a movie, and that Jamie Dornan is as funny as Christian Wig in a movie. I think both of those actors deserve a lot of credit for going up against SNL legendary comedians and being just as funny, if not more funny, than those two stars. I also just think those are two of the best performances of the past year. Jamie Dornan and Barb and Star go to Visto Del Mar and Dan Stevens in Eurovision. They showed a different side of two actors who are best known for their dramatic work. This movie, Barb and Star go to Visto Del Mar, is like Austin Powers meets Step Brothers. Some of it really works and some of it really doesn't. And what I thought of when I was done watching this movie is that I think this is the state of where comedy is right now. That the superstars of comedy are now making weird quirky films instead of the studio films that made them famous. Think about what I just mentioned. Christian Wig is in Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar and Will Ferrell was in Eurovision. Two films that are smaller than the ones that we're used to them being in. Will Ferrell was once one of the biggest movie stars on the planet making movies like Old School and Elf. And not that long ago, Christian Wig was the star of one of the biggest R-rated comedy hits ever in Bridesmaids. And now she's in this weird quirky film that's not made by a studio called Barb and Star Go to Visto Del Mar. And another example is Seth Rogen who was in a movie this past year called An American Pickle. Now, this is not a huge movie. Not a lot of people saw it. It was on HBO Max. This is a guy who was in so many studio hits in a row. Knocked up. Super bad. Pineapple Express. I mean, Seth Rogen is one of the biggest names in comedy. But instead of being in a big time studio film that made a lot of money, he was in a weird, quirky comedy that not a lot of people saw. I enjoyed it. I talked about it on the podcast, but not a lot of people have seen it. And that's the state of comedy right now is three of their biggest stars are no longer in movies, in movie theaters that people go and pay money for. The days of Jim Carrey, Ben Siller are over. This is where comedy stars are right now. They are in these weird oddball comedies that are made for a niche audience. Think about what has happened to Will Ferrell, Christian Wig, and Seth Rogen when you think about the state of comedies. These were three of the biggest movie stars on the planet, and now they are just making movies on streaming services. Or in Wig's case, a movie that is not a hit film. This is a smaller, weirder type of movie. This is not Bridesmaids. I guess what I am trying to say is the traditional comedy that does 
was really good at the box office seems dead. Here are the comedies that have thrived this year. You have Palm Springs with Andy Samberg and Christian Milioti, Eurovision with Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell, Happiest Season with Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis, and American Pickle with Seth Rogen, and now Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. None of these movies were hits in the old-fashioned sense. None of them made $100 million at the box office. They were just films that some people saw. Not everyone has seen those movies, and that's why the state of comedy is in a really weird place. And it may never go back to normal. If stars like Seth Rogen, Will Ferrell, and Christian Wiig can't star in big studio comedies anymore, then who can? As for Barb and Star, it's a weird, quirky film that's not for everyone, but I really enjoyed it, and I definitely recommend you check out Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Let's switch gears one last time and talk about the movie I Care A Lot. Here's a quick synopsis. Marla Grayson is a court-appointed legal guardian for the elderly. The problem is she abuses her power, sells their property and possessions to make a profit. This film is crazy and wild and my favorite film of the year so far. It is the number one movie on Netflix and its star Rosamund Pike just won the Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actress in a Comedy or Musical. And I think Pike is terrific in this movie and I hope she gets nominated for an Oscar for her performance. I think this is her best performance since Gone Girl. She reminds people that she's a movie star. This is how good her performance is in this movie. There are so many other really good performances in this movie, but I kept watching Rosamund Pike. That's how good she is in this movie. That she's just so good that you're only paying attention to her. And that's something that's really hard to do and not a lot of people pull that off. Like Leonardo DiCaprio pulled it off in Wolf of Wall Street. Jonah Hill is tremendous in that movie. He was nominated for an Oscar, rightfully so. But you watch that movie and you still go, wow, Leo is the reason that movie is magical. And I think that's difficult to do in a movie, let alone from the lead performance. It's so hard to be that interesting for two hours, and that's what Rosamund Pike was. She was interesting and entertaining for a full two hours. And Pike, over the last year, has given two terrific lead performances in this movie and Radioactive, which I talked about on the podcast previously, where she plays Madame Curry. She is proving she has tremendous range both dramatically and comedically. I think that's another thing she has in common with the Leonardo DiCaprio performance in Wolf of Wall Street. She is downright hilarious in a movie that has some dramatic elements the same way that DiCaprio was in Wolf of Wall Street. I really think that this film, I Care A Lot, has a lot in common with The Wolf of Wall Street. That movie, like this movie, the lead of the character is doing despicable things, yet they're played by a movie star, so you somewhat care about what happens to the lead character of the movie. People don't want to admit it, but when you watch the movie and you spend so much time with a movie star, they can get you to want them to get away with what they are doing in the movie. There's a tiny piece of you that wants Jordan Belfort to get away with it in Wolf of Wall Street, and there's a little part of me that wanted Marla Grayson to get away with it in I Care A Lot. And I think that says more about Rosamund Pike than it does about the movie. And that's how incredible I think that performance is, is that she kind of uplifts a movie 
that I don't think would be great otherwise. The reason I think I Care A Lot is great is because of Rosamund Pike. This film also includes a crazy good supporting cast that includes Isaac Gonzalez from Baby Driver, Peter Dinklage from Elf, Game of Thrones, and Free Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, Chris Messina from Argo and Birds of Prey, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. from Defy Bloods, and Diane Weiss, who is having a great year with this and Let Them All Talk. I think the two standouts from that list are Isaac Gonzalez, who most people know from Baby Driver, and Chris Messina, who most people would know from Birds of Prey. He plays the crazy henchman to Ewan McGregor's Black Mask. He is so good in this movie. He's only in about two scenes, but his scenes with Rosamund Pike are incredible. And as for Gonzalez, she plays Fran, the girlfriend of Marla Grayson. She has crazy good chemistry with Rosamund Pike. And that's kind of what's interesting about this movie is that Marla's relationship with Fran gets you to root for the actions of a despicable character. That's what I find most impressive about the movie is it seems to know and the director seems to know how easy it is to get you to root for somebody like Marla Grayson. All they had to do was give her one human quality, make her a human and that's by giving her this relationship with Fran that would get you the audience to care about somebody who's committing heinous acts towards the elderly. That's what's impressive about the film is that by the end of it, there's a small piece of you that hopes that Marla Grayson gets away with it and that's crazy but it's also what makes the movie special and I feel like there are some people out there that don't understand that's what's impressive about the movie. We watch these movies about these people and we root for these characters that are doing despicable things because of the movie stars that are playing them. Because of Leonardo DiCaprio, we care about the dude from The Wolf of Wall Street. Because of Rosamund Pike, we care about Marla Grayson from I Care A Lot. We care a lot about Marla Grayson and the film seems to know that and that's what I find most interesting about the movie overall. It seems to know that they are playing with our emotions, getting you to care about somebody who is downright despicable. Not to mention the film geniusly keeps you on your toes and gets you guessing about what's going to end up happening with Marla Grayson. There are scenes when you think it's over for her and then she gets through it. There are scenes where you think she's going to get caught with what she's doing, but then she gets away with it. The film is playing with your emotions because it knows that deep down, you're kind of rooting for Marla Grayson to do a heinous deed to this elderly person and sell these diamonds to make a fortune. That's what's so interesting about the movie. You start to care about the character of Marla Grayson. There's that scene with Rosamund Pike and Peter Dinklage when they're in the woods and you think that maybe he's about to kill her. And then you get to the end of the film and there's this crazy bonkers ending that I'm not going to reveal because I'm not going to spoil this movie because it was such an event. I mean, it's one of those movies that gets you to pay attention throughout. Another movie that I would compare it to is Uncut Gems, another movie where Adam Sandler is playing this despicable guy in Howard, but somehow by the end of the movie, you kind of care about Howard. That's what movie stars do. You care about these despicable characters because Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam 
Adam Sandler and Rosman Pike are impressive movie stars that get you to care about the characters they are playing. And that's what's so interesting about I Care A Lot. And that's why I care a lot about the movie I Care A Lot. I think it's one of the best movies of this year. And I really do hope that Rosman Pike gets an Oscar nomination because she deserves it. She is one of the best actresses on planet Earth right now. I definitely recommend you watch I Care A Lot. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on the career of actress Rosario Dawson and the movies Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar and I Care A Lot. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the movies The Informer starring Joel Kinnaman, Rosamund Pike and Clive Owen, and Ammonite starring Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you.